governments. And as a matter of fact, international law tells us all the time that when courts and governments are complicit in a crime, you have an obligation to uh, take action to defend your liberties and your rights and your lives and health. So we're just acting on uh, common sense, common law. And people don't understand, even if they accept it, they say, yeah, but can we actually arrest people? Absolutely we can. Just, you know, even read the citizen arrest laws of your country. It allows you to do that if lives are being threatened. So how did they get the COVID vaccine and all these other things, they're pumping into people? Through medical experimentation on, among other people, Indian, indigenous children all over Canada. We've tied in the hospitals, the church uh, involvement, the RCMP, gathering up the children, bringing them into these Indian hospitals where they were basically tortured to death and used as live guinea pigs for these drug testing experiments. So it's, it's standard protocol that the drug companies, the churches, the governments, they all use native people on reservations to test the drug first. Before we get into this show, I want to share with you the Z-Stack, a powerful immunity-building vitamin pack formulated by Dr. Zelenko, the founder of the Zelenko Protocol. Many of you may have seen my interview with Dr. Zelenko explaining how the combination of quercetin and vitamin C together is a powerful zinc ionophore gun which delivers zinc, the bullet, into the cell where the virus is. Zinc blocks the virus from getting into the cell. Quercetin and vitamin C together are a safe over-the-counter alternative to hydroxychloroquine. Access to this is needed when government restricts and bans effective treatments. Also, it has been established that high normal levels of vitamin D is important for warding off sickness and staying out of the hospital. With the dangers of the COVID shot, we need a strong immune system to keep from getting sick. The danger is getting sick. That's when the effects of the bioweapon shot takes over. The Z-Stack will provide you with a defensive weapon to fight a potential virus. You can see the studies and also buy yours today at the link below or at sarahwestall.com under shop. I also highly recommend C60 gel caps, daily zeolite detox, and my probiotic greens to maintain a healthy body, all of which you can get at my shop at sarahwestall.com under shop. Welcome to Business Game Changers. I'm Sarah Westall. I have Kevin Annette coming back to the program, one of my favorite people on the planet. He's first going to talk about his injury and what he's doing in the injury. He has a large kidney stone and is very dangerous. And we, uh, our show and our listeners are one of the main people that, that raised enough money to keep this man alive. And he's going to talk about it and pretty much thank us and, and just give us all the details. That's what he does first. But then we get into the criminal court and what his organization that he's part of has done. They indicted 75 people in an international court, and he's going to explain it. And it's all legal. People don't understand the rights that we have internationally. If we're part of a tyrannical situation, we have the right on an international level to do this. And they have 75 people that they named CEO of Pfizer and uh, GlaxoKleinSmith and you know big pharma company out of uh, England and heads of church and the Queen of England and uh, China, head of China. And I think they're missing some people. Like I would like to see Fauci on it and, and more indictments. And I'm sure there's going to be more indictments coming down, but I'd like to see more people on it. But 75 people is a great start. The point is, is to get to the bottom of this cabal that has been going on in our country for a while. And let me just read to you a portion of their verdict. It says, this case involves a monstrous intergenerational crime and it's equally massive cover-up. The highest officials of the church, state, and corporations have for years personally sanctioned and profited by the systematic torture, trafficking, and murder of children in deadly drug testing experiments to produce the COVID vaccine as part of a criminal conspiracy to reduce humanity to slavery. That conspiracy murders the innocent, traffics in arms, drugs, children, and human organs, and silences or destroys those who threaten to expose it, which is very true. Our court has put a legal end to that conspiracy by criminalizing the persons and the corporations responsible and prohibiting the further sale and use of the COVID vaccines, which are the product of medical genocide and the mass murder of children. 
So this is a great first step. We have a link to that court indictment here in the show notes. And then also go to his uh, website, Murder by Decree, and you can go to the updates that they have, the ITTCS updates, and you can get all sorts of information there. But I want to warn people, this is a conversation I have with Kevin, but Kevin has his own show that you can listen to. If you go to Murder by Decree, he has a link directly to his radio show. So you can hear him every week on Sunday. So if you don't get enough of Kevin in this show, make sure you go and listen to him yourself on Sundays on his show, and you will be able to get a good fill of Kevin there for those who um, would rather have this be more of a presentation than an interview. I've been getting, inter- I get, I get people commenting here and there that they don't want me to talk. And I'm like, well, you're listening to my show, so I'm going to be talking. I'm going to be having conversations. But for those of you who just love my guest, we should go listen to them more. That's the whole point. Go listen to Kevin Moore. He's awesome. Go listen to his radio show. It's every Sunday. And he's going to be talking more about the criminals who have been indicted. But, of course, they're missing Fauci and they're missing Gates. But, man, the people that he has are the top of these corporate. A lot of names you don't know. Because these are the names behind a lot of this conspiracy and a lot of this crap that they're doing. But of course, they need to get to the well-known, couple of the well-known names as well. But uh, again, the people who probably are the largest perpetrators of this are a lot of the names that you don't know. But that's okay. we got to get to the bottom of this. And it's going to get worse because they have this great reset that they're doing. And there's going to be all sorts of issues coming up. So this is the beginning of unraveling that big conspiracy and the people behind this evil that have been perpetrated on humanity. And bravo to these guys. This is something that can hold up in any country around the world. It's not just about the United States or about Canada. These are... This is an international court that any country, they go in any, any country that wants to or any people in any country that wants to decide to arrest them, they can. This indictment is good worldwide. So it's a great first step. So before we get into the show, I just want to remind you, go to my website and sign up for my newsletter, sarahwestall.com. And then while you're there, please support my affiliates. That is how I keep this show running. And I also want to tell you, um, sarahwestall.tv, I have the ability you can watch on Google and Apple and Roku and Amazon now. There's all my shows are up there. You have to pay a fee to be a member and you can watch it from all those places. And I have a lot of exclusives as well. And then on Avenir, you get to see all those exclusives, but you also get discounts. And I just loaded, we got a big, we have a library there too where we load things. I just loaded Reagan's Grace Report something I'm very interested in going over with the audience on where our tax money is going. And you'll realize that 100% of our tax money, according to the Grace Report, which was a detailed analysis of the flow of money, that 100% of our tax, yeah, 100% of our tax money goes to pay off the interest off the debt. And the debt is the interest off the debt of the print money printing, which we could do ourselves from Congress. Can we can print our own money? We just have to pay the cost of printing, which would be a lot less than the interest, and we wouldn't have all this debt. So we, that's part of this big criminal conspiracy as well that we need to take down. So this is the beginning of it, and I'm so glad that Kevin is um, a great leader in this avenue. So let's get into this wonderful conversation with Kevin Abbott. Hi, Kevin. Welcome back to the program. Hi, sir. It's great to be back and great to be alive. Well, yeah. Okay. Let's talk about that a little bit. I know you did not want to make this the focus of the show. You know, obviously you, everything you do is about everybody else, but you have some health issues. You have this incredibly large kidney stone and so many people are like, why doesn't he do the, the sound and the natural remedies? Can you, first of all, talk a little bit about why we're concerned that you need to do surgery almost immediately and yeah. why the Canadian government isn't paying for it? Well, I want to thank everyone, first of all. The outburst of love and support has been incredible. I've been getting donations and incredible advice and help from all over the world. And I want to thank each and every one of you, first of all. It means a lot. It's affirmed to me all the support there is for me and our work out there. And sometimes you need these bad experiences to see that. So I, I just want to thank everyone. Um, the situation is that the kidney stone, the left lower kidney, is keeps growing. And it's so large that 
sound waves are not going to break it up. I've had uh, not to interrupt you. Sound waves could break it up, but create a bunch of little ones. This is what I was told. And then now you you have this issue of a bunch of little ones, and it's there. It's just a concern until we, unless we had like the world's expert. I mean, we just don't. That's a dangerous. Yeah, avenue. that's right. Okay, that's right. Uh, if you use sound waves, if you uh, there's kidney break busting remedies, naturopathic cures. You know the. Uh, apple cider vinegar, lemon juice, that whole approach. Yeah, I'm doing all that to contain it so that we don't get other ones. But there's a problem in trying to reduce it right now because it could get so small, it then blocks a ureter to the bladder and then that requires major surgery. So we're being very cautious. Um, a naturopathic urologist who I've been seeing tells me that people carry these things around for years and they don't even know they have them. So it isn't necessarily uh, by itself, if I was just anybody, it wouldn't necessarily be a major health risk. But this, I'm not just anybody, and this followed serious attacks that happened to me during the summer of 2021, which we believe were chemical attacks. I had all the symptoms of um, cellulitis, where my leg was swelled up to twice its normal size. Uh, they, these were chemical attacks that occurred because they hit other people in our group as well. And so in response to that, when you take massive antibiotics that kills the bacteria in your stomach, and that can lead directly to kidney stones. So we think there's a direct connection between these attacks that happened me on me and what I'm dealing with now, right? Well, if people can live with it for years, why are you so concerned of getting it out of your body ASAP before the six months, you know, waiting for Canada to pay for it? And how is that a risk for you? Well, well first of all, um, I'm not in British Columbia. My BC Medical will not cover anything outside the province. I think they kick in $75 or something ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, I then uh, don't have healthcare in other provinces. And I'm leading a semi-underground existence right now because of all of our work. It's hard for me to operate. And I can't just leave it because like I say, let's not be naive. This isn't just a kidney stone. This is a reaction to a whole series of attacks that have happened on me. So, you know, it's the same reason I don't want to just check into a hospital because three of my native friends in Vancouver all died when they did that. When they went into a hospital, they never came out again. Right. And so, now we have what? this Holocaust going in the hospital. So right. you have to be very, very careful what hospital you go to. And that's another reason it's taken so long. We're, we're setting up like a private clinic with security and people there to monitor it all. So that takes a while to organize. Okay. And so do you have enough money now to do the surgery that you need and to get the proper equipment and the aftercare? Yes, we've, we've got most of it covered. Um, we've been trying to cut corners in that, but people's generosity has gotten us a long way to that goal. So again, thanks to everybody. Yeah, and I know I, my husband, I told my husband I was going to donate to you and he goes, is that it? We got to do more. <laughs> so that's why I, I sent what I sent. I'm like, I cannot. I was like, my husband, I'm like, I cannot lose Kevin. He, you know, because I've been, there's been a lot of people around me who've been dying and a lot of heroes. And I'm like, he is not dying, not for this. And that's why I, um, I immediately got on this, but I'm so glad that you. Well, thank you, have Sarah. Things. I know you guys yeah. kicked it off and you and Gabriel, I appreciate both of you. Yeah. Doing that. Well, I just, oh man, I just, um, you know, I, this has just been a terrifying few years and I'm really glad. And I know you're heavily, heavily targeted and you're so humble about yourself that you never talk about it. And um, I hear all sorts of things happening to you and I, you know, we don't ever talk about it. And I, it's, it's very serious people when you're doing the kind of work you're doing and me too, you're more than I am because you're just, you just go after them. And I love that, but um, we, we just are targeted, but I want to talk about your latest international court that you did. And I, you know, you guys indicted some people. So I want to, I want to bring up names that were indicted and why. But I also, before we get into this, why is this criminal court, people don't realize it, that this is our right. Because in international law, we have this right to do this. You're not stuck. If you have a tyrant and you're, you're treated like slaves and you're abused, you have international rights to be able to do what you're doing. So can you talk about this so people understand yeah. that we're not just sitting ducks? It's quite a education, you know, because 80% of the people are right in after our verdict came out on the 15th. Uh, the All these people are right in saying, 
do we have the right to do this? Is what authority are you acting on? And I almost tempted to say to people, well, what authority did the founding fathers have when they signed the Declaration of Independence? They had no lawful authority to do it. Uh, it's did a Jesus paradigm the, shift, right? Did I Jesus mean, go to the temple and ask the priestly permission to do before he did his healing? You know, I mean, I, like we have innate authority, you know, uh, sovereignty to do this. And as a matter of fact, international law tells us all the time that when courts and governments are complicit in a crime, you have an obligation to uh, take action to defend your liberties and your rights and your lives and health. So we're just acting on uh, common sense, common law. And people don't understand, even if they accept it, they say, yeah, but can we actually arrest people? Absolutely, we can. Just, you know, even read the citizen arrest laws of your country. It allows you to do that if lives are being threatened. So that's the basis on which this court, now this is the same court that convicted and forced from office Pope Benedict in uh, 2013. And it's even bigger now because this is going after many, not just the church uh, actors of genocide, but the financial backers, big pharma, heavy target of all this. And um, using a lot of the evidence we've gathered over the last number of years. So we can get into the details if you like. Well, yeah. And that's what I want to want people to understand is that even if our local courts, which they're not going to, they're not going to acknowledge it because they're part of the crimes, right? The system is part of the crimes, but international law makes it very clear that if you're in a system, you I mean, you can do this because they know and it's been done many times in history that the system you're part of can be extremely corrupt and they're not going to acknowledge it, but their acknowledgement is not needed. No, it isn't. We have the innate authority to do it. So, I mean, one of the links here between the previous court cases and all the work I've been doing for actually yesterday was the 27th anniversary of my firing from the United Church. So it was kind of commemorated that, that joyful event, which started this whole campaign. Um, but the, the tie here is that people like Alfred Borla, the CEO of Pfizer, Emma Walmsley, the CEO of GlaxoSmithKline, which, by the way, owns YouTube and Google, which is why our oh. court verdict, after 40 minutes up, our court verdict was wiped out. Our whole YouTube account, 21,000 subscribers gone. They just wiped us out. I didn't know that. So oh, yeah. Pfizer owns, if you dig into- No, GSK. GlaxoSmithKline owns Google which ah. bought YouTube in 2006. So they control the airway. I mean, they control all the information and That's then so naturally why. we're getting slagged all over the internet by their agents. But um, anyway, the tie-in here is that these big pharma companies, how did they get the COVID vaccine and all these other things they're pumping into people? Through medical experimentation on, among other people, Indian, indigenous children all over Canada. We've tied in the hospitals, the church, uh, involvement, the RCMP, gathering up the children, bringing them into these Indian hospitals where they were basically tortured to death and used as live guinea pigs for these drug testing experiments. And well, well, um, wait a minute, wait, 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 I gotta say, they were tested before this all went out. So were these vaccines all tested on the Native Americans before COVID even hit? Oh yeah, and this is a protocol and that happens all the time because under the Indian Act of Canada, no indigenous person can refuse medical treatment or a shot in the arm or they go to jail. It's been like that way since 1874. So there's this whole huge test subjects there that you can do anything to an Indian in Canada and there's no legal consequence because they're not citizens under the law. So they're perfect, you can grab- But, 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 this, but and so that, that you've, it's okay, which is awful. But now let's let's go back. They actually tested the mRNA vaccine on these children. Standard protocol. They just uh, take it out. We saw this with the uh, swine flu vaccine to test out the Tamiflu drug. Health Canada and the Mounties went out to the Ahousad Indian Reservation on the west coast of Vancouver Island and used them as test subjects. And half of them were sick. It was declared oh a pandemic God. zone before anywhere else, the isolated housing reservation. So it's it's standard protocol that the drug companies, the churches, the governments, they all use native people on reservations to test the drug first. So and, so these children, I like to just call them children. I didn't screw the yeah. native stuff. It's like yeah. these these babies, these children, yes. people don't think of them as another group. They're children. These yes. children were used as test subjects. Now, do you have like the studies and everything that came out? How, what kind of proof? Do you have the children were used on the mRNA COVID-19 vaccine before COVID-19 even hit the, the people, the world? 
I'll tell you who we have. We have the police who delivered the children. We have people who work in the hospital. We have insiders in the church. We have journalists. We have uh, Native families. And now, all of those testimonies are obviously under lock and key because the people will die if it comes out public. Yes, they will. Uh, Bingo Dawson, uh, William Coombs, all these Native people, they, like I said, you can kill a Native like that and there's no legal consequence. So we have to keep that and the identity of the magistrates and the prosecutor secret. And um, of course, the opposition is always saying, oh, you see, it's just Kevin Annett because he's not telling the names. That's designed for us to say, oh, no, here's everybody. See, we are legitimate. And then they die. That's been our experience. So our concern isn't to make ourselves look good. It's to stop these crimes. And we have to protect the witnesses and the evidence because there's going to be other cases brought against other companies. Yeah, these people, I'm not going to call them. I don't these group of people that happen to live here and their children are constantly being targeted as test subjects. And in this case, I, I really want to stress that the mRNA, before COVID even hit, they tested these specific vaccines on these children and children died. They knew how many children are gonna die. Do you have how many, do we have idea how many children got sick and died? Because now they're doing it to children all over the world and subjecting them to the same crap. Yeah, that's the thing. First of all, it isn't native children anymore because of the COVID laws. They were the canary in the mine shaft. They tested it on the Indians. Now they apply it to everybody. Nobody can refuse a shot or there's a consequence, right? So it's applying the Indian Act now to the whole world's population. We're all on the reservation, if you like. Uh, that's all the more reason for us to do these actions to say, no, we're not. We're standing at our own sovereign jurisdiction. But um, I can tell you, one of the medical technicians who was in a source of information of one of the, in one of these hospitals where it's happening as we speak, said it's often the case that a third to half of the children either die or become so sick that their lives are ruined. And they require a lot of medical treatment, but they don't get it, of course, because they're Aboriginal and they don't have access to those things. So it's, it's the same, yeah, a third to half, that's the same death rate as happened in the Indian residential schools for over a century and a half. How long did it take for them to die like that? Do we know? I mean, the thing is, it's hard to get the exact numbers, isn't it? Right. And don't forget, like with anything in Canada, um, it's all censored out immediately. You know, the records are destroyed. They put out false accounts to cover what really went on and who's involved. But the very fact that the Chinese, and here's the other factor, the Chinese are heavily involved in this as well, because they are um, these big pharma companies like Pfizer, Novartis, Eli Lilly, they're working with the Chinese organ trafficking industry. Those a big farmer provides the technology for tissue sampling to go. They go into Chinese prisons and see who has the best organs before they kill people. So big yeah, farm is implicated in organ trafficking and mass murder as well, not, not just against indigenous, but all over the Asian Pacific Rim, right? Oh my God. Okay. I see this as, as uh, our Holocaust right now. I see this as a Holocaust and this is our Holocaust 2.0. And that's what we're dealing with. And these people need to be held accountable because they're still running all our major institutions. And if we have people who are implementing a Holocaust running all our major institutions, we, if we don't do something about it, that's, I mean, they're not going to stop. No, no, they, you know, when, when, you know, history shows that whenever a group of people uh, grab power, they never relinquish it unless they're defeated in a war or something. And, um, and you, you can't hold them accountable in their system. That's something we learned right away. That's why we operate our own common law jurisdiction with our own sheriffs, our own enforcements. And that's happening all over the world. Uh, just a little anecdote I mentioned on my show yesterday. I got an email the other morning from a group in Toulon, France, which is a port on the Mediterranean. And the people there got our warrants. They translated them into uh, French. And these warrants say, we have the right to seize COVID vaccines as the product of medical genocide. We have the right to defend ourselves and to arrest those responsible. They went to the employees of this vaccination center and they said to them, they didn't want to go to the police. They went to, they said to the workers in the vaccination center, you could face arrest if you disseminate this vaccine. Next day, none of them showed up to work and they shut down the vaccination center. Oh, excellent. Right. And, and that's working. what they're doing. People are using those tactics all over the world. They're going to the police. They're trying to get them involved. In, in the South Wales, in England, the police actually said, we're not going to be involved in enforcing these COVID things. They, the police have actually backed off. And so when that happens, then our real power is shown because 
with the police, at least they don't even have to be on our side as long as the police are standing back and, and not interfering with what we're doing. That's a real victory. Well, now, do you think you had part to do with uh, England totally abandoning all this stuff? Absolutely, because um, we know that for a fact, because, you know, the protests have been happening in London. There's like yep. hundreds of thousands of people. Well, there, you know, the, the corporate media only show the protests. What's been going on alongside those protests is people have been using not just this latest court verdict warrant, uh, warrant, but our previous warrants against the Crown of England, against, you know, the Church of England and others have proven criminal actors. It's a standing arrest warrant against Elizabeth Windsor. There's been a lot of education done in London, especially among the police and others about this. And so politically, you know, it's begun to filter up and on the top, they're, they're feeling this pressure and they see where the wind is blowing. Uh, you know, so yeah, it's definitely the result of this whole climate we've created where, you know, 10 years ago, no one was talking about these things, right? It, it, it gradually changes. Yeah, I think it's really important people understand what their rights are, because when you're subjected to complete tyranny, which is what this is, I mean, when they're forcing children to get a vaccine that for something that has no risk factor at all for them, and the vaccine is causing death, and I mean, I don't know what that, obviously they have another agenda of depopulation and getting crap into our system for other reasons, because it makes no sense, or just money for, there's a lot of people who are just doing it for money because they're making a lot of money on it. But when you're under this extreme tyranny, we have these rights. And, and so you are actually paradigm changing on a lot of people. I think in Europe, they seem to understand this more than the United States. I think we've been so coddled for so long and haven't had a war on our shores for so long that we don't understand this. It's funny. Um, it's always the grass is always greener because when I talk to people <laughs> in Europe, if people in Europe say, you know, I wish it was, we were over in America because people there have a tradition. They know about, you know, sovereign liberties and, and you know, um, over here, everyone are just sheep. So it's kind of like we, we always tend to see the problems in our own backyard is severe and we feel very isolated. Uh, the reality is the, the so-called powers that be are a lot weaker than we realize. And when you take a stand like this, and we just say we have established our own law and our own courts as we have the right to do, um, they back off. They always back off. All they can do is use fear, smears, ignorance to get people divided and not trust their own power, which is represented in these warrants. Now, can I post these warrants? Because you have the warrants. I want people to be able to download these warrants. And you also have a link to the international law showing people they have this right. And so to have this courage and to act it out is, is your right. Yeah. People just have to go to murderbydecree.com and then you see at the top, it'll say ITCCS updates and archives. You go to ITCCS updates, the January 19th posting, go down, scroll down beneath the pictures, all the warrants are there as PDF documents. You just run them off. Now these have universal jurisdiction. You can use them anywhere in the world. And we've had them translated into six languages now, but people, you can use those warrants to not only seize the vaccines, to refuse the shot and to make the arrest. And don't forget, we've named 75 individuals connected to all of this stuff, but any of their accessories can be arrested as well. And anyone who tries to stop what we're doing, they're all engaged, you know, aiding and abetting crime. And so yeah. these warrants give us great power. And, you know, look over in Rome and Ratzinger is still hiding out in the Vatican seven years later, eight years now, um, you know, because he knows that he can face arrest from these kind of warrants that we issued in 2013. So it has great impact, but people are being brainwashed all the time that it doesn't, right? Yeah, that they have no power. Meanwhile, these people have figured out how to do whatever they want without any kind of uh, liability at all, which if just giving you common sense, people that kind of, that's not okay, international law. You can't kill people and then take away your liability. That's murder. And if we're sitting in a situation where the tyrants are murdering people openly, we have these rights. Now, can you talk about who some of these 75 people are? Well, I mentioned already the, the uh, Albert Borla, the CEO of uh, Pfizer. He lives in Scarsdale, New York. Um, Emma, Walmsley, CEO of GlaxoSmithKline. She lives in Greenwich in England. Um, and, uh, well, I can just name some of the others. Of course, the, the usual rogues uh, gang of uh, 
you know, in Canada, the heads of these churches that run the Indian hospitals. And um, you see, th these hospitals are still in existence. They've just changed their names. There's, to give you an example, I talked about this in my show yesterday, which people can access. I think you've got the link, bbsradio.com yep. yep. slash yep. Um the, the show is up today, so you can hear this. But here's three individuals we named, not only Borla, the head of Pfizer, who, along with the Pope, by the way, Jorge Bergoglio, Bergoglio and the two previous popes personally authorized the use of children from Catholic orphanages and hospitals for drug testing experiments. They've got an arrangement. Big Pharma funds the churches. Churches hand over children for these drug testing. So he personally is implicated in, in the murder of children in that way. But there's these two other people we focused on. Um, one guy's name, and you look at their picture if you go on our site, they look very evil like this. His name is Gary Patterson. He's the former head of the United Church of Canada. He's part of this thing in Vancouver called the 12 Mile Club, where they grab children, they take them 12 miles off the coast and, and snuff film them and kill them and dump them overboard. Oh, That's when people work on the boats, right? He and another guy called Phil Spencer were involved in um, brokering the, the use of children by not only the drug testing companies, but um, the Chinese are heavily as we've talked about in previous shows they're they're pretty much own western canada now and these guys are working hand in glove with them well there's people seeking them right now there's sheriffs seeking uh these these two people along with borla um you know because they they as we speak are committing these crimes so i mean it it goes on if you look at the names of all these people um th these are involving not only white folks but aboriginal leaders uh, you know, the head of what's called the Assembly of First Nations, who authorize the use of the children on their own reservations for these drug testings. You know, yeah, there's creeps in every group. Every yeah. group of people have creeps. Right. It's like they're not immune from being complete a-holes either. Okay, so do they use these children for sex and everything else? And then after they're done with them, then they say, okay, now we can use them for whatever else. I mean, for other purposes. Yeah, if you, if you go to murderbydecree.com, one of the appendices is a report I issued number of years ago and it talked about in vancouver there are six eyewitnesses who talk about how these things happen and uh often children in foster homes are targeted not just aboriginal but others yeah. because as they're being moved from one foster home to another it's easy to go missing and nobody really cares well and that's what's happening at the border because i mean let's be clear because kids coming up from south america remember these are kids i'm not going to say they're I, I, I don't like to give them a label right. they're children yes however you want to look at it and so these little babies coming in from south america because they're not tracked are targets yep that's right and and so um you know they there's sources of children all over the place and hospitals are a chief area to give you an example that guy I mentioned gary patterson the head of the united church or ex-head his church is right in downtown vancouver we used to pick it all the time and occupy it and it's right next door to St. Paul's Hospital, where they killed William Coombs. There's a, you know, William saw Queen Elizabeth take those children. They killed him with arsenic poisoning in St. Paul's Hospital, uh, according to the nurse. Uh, there's the tunnel system linking St. Paul's Hospital to the church, all the churches along there, down to the Vancouver Club on the waterfront. They bring in the children, but, you know, bring them, process them through these tunnels. We know that from people who work, city workers who've shown us these tunnels. Um, Mounties, off-duty Mounties admit to these things. There's an Aboriginal constable, George Brown, who first turned us on to these things. Um, you know, and so there's lots of evidence for all this stuff and it's operating right under people's noses. And that's, the closer you do something to people, the less believable it is to them because it can't be happening in my own backyard. You know, like it's, they play on that all the time, right? Well, it's so unbelievable too, because it's so... Uh, just an unbelievable thing like a, why would we got people who are this evil right next to us i mean this is bad stuff this is what is it the silence of the lambs <laughs> guy you know the serial killer stuff these guys are bad guys and it's hard to believe it could be this bad but it is well it's not hard to believe when you have an experience when you know the history and I know. when you look at what's going on around us right now I don't see why anyone would deny it when you look at what they're doing with the whole COVID thing. Well, the COVID thing, they went too far and they're waking everybody up and they're using these children. And that's why I want to, I want to point out 
They're using children before COVID even started to test these darn oh, vaccines. Yeah. I, I mean, if that's not a crime that warrants international law, because these people who are running our own country aren't doing jack squat. Well, they're colluding at every they level. Are. They're yes. colluding at every level. And uh, they're, they're, that's why we have no obligation. When, when your government, not your government, but the government is committing crime, you're obligated not to pay taxes, not to support them, certainly not to go along and, and you know, aid and abet the crime by allowing these people. And this is what I don't get, Sarah. We know these companies are murdering children as we speak. You're letting them shove a needle in the arm of your child. I mean, that's just suicide. That's criminal negligence and suicide towards your own child to let that happen. That's what I think. I mean, anybody, and I've, there's this one guy that keeps bugging me and saying that I, he thinks I spread disinformation. And I finally said, you need to read the studies. You won't read anything I give them. And I'm, I finally said, you are respond. I go, I won't feel bad if something happens to you, but I'm going to sure feel bad for your children. Because as a father, you are personally responsible for taking care of your children. And so, I mean, we, this is what we have to do. That's right. So when people, when their backs are to the wall and their own lives are on the line, they fight back and we're seeing it happen more and more. Now, again, it's still a minority, but it was just a minority of us in Canada that forced out the truth of genocide and forced Ratzinger out of office. So it's, it's, you got to get that minority organized with these tools and just, you'll see the miracles happen at that point is it's already happening. Like, you know, um, What's his name? Boris Johnson in England backing off. You see That's the same exactly. thing in Canada where police are saying, you know, we're not getting the shot. We're not enforcing these things, right? Well, it's like if you believe and you fight, miracles do happen because the, the truth is, what, what did they say? The truth is like a lion. You set it free and it fights itself because the truth can't be defended. You can't defend against the truth. And this is the truth. And it's been around a long time. I mean, it's funny, like I say to people when I give talks um, and Zoom conference meetings, I say, are you just now discovering the police state? I mean, this has always been in place. It's, hit, it's hitting more of us now, but, you know, and you don't have to be an Aboriginal or anyone, anyone who's down and out or is vulnerable in this culture. And yeah. as a minister on the street, I was hearing this stuff happening to people 30 years ago. But now, and this is what I don't get, the, the people, the so-called elites doing this, why would they be so stupid as to is, attack everybody all at once? Because all you do is get people, when you do that, people close ranks. So why, why do you think they're doing that? Because that is a good question, because this is really stupid. I think it's a combination of short-sightedness. They're looking at their profit margins, um, you know, and, and not at the bigger, bigger view of what they're seeding by doing this. Um, and also they're crazy. Don't forget... That um, the higher up you go in a society that's falling apart, when you look at history, the crazier people are, uh, the more disassociated. You can't get into those positions of power without being very, not just dissociated. So, you know, you can perform these criminal acts and then go home at night and kiss your children and feel fine. I mean, that's an act of a dissociated individual. But you're part of a crazy system and it, it, the rot starts at the top and goes down. And that's why all the more reason not to listen to these politicians and corporate uh, moguls who are telling you what to do with your life, right? Well, you have an obligation not to, if this is what they are. I mean, my God. Yeah. So, you know, it, but they are taking, I kind of think the other reason they're taking it this far is they've been they've gotten a lot away with this for so long yeah. that they've become, um, uh, what do you call it uh sloppy and lazy they just never think they're ever they have a god complex too and that's what i find dealing with the church uh i was able to outmaneuver the church because they didn't expect me to fight back the way i did they just expect me to, to you know when they took my family and livelihood away they expected me to crawl away and die somewhere but when you show resistance it confuses them because they're always used to having their own way and to quote being the law and and, and you know making an order and people die and everyone co cooperates but when you, when you fight back, it confuses them. They're not used to that. So it's very easy to outmaneuver them, actually. That's why we quote Sun Tzu all the time in all my books, right? <laughs> well, that's, yeah, right it is easy to outmaneuver them because they just don't even know what somebody's fighting. And they don't know how to fight from an underdog yeah. perspective or from any perspective of protecting themselves. 
but they will kill people. <laughs> they do oh, yeah. go and they do that. I mean, that's their go-to. That's a sign of weakness on their part. When you have to kill somebody, you're admitted you've lost. Um, and it gives us a great power. Um, I don't know if you, do you remember, uh, did you see this movie Dances with Wolves? Y yeah, and I don't remember a lot of it because it was only well, a there's long a scene, time ago. There's the uh, Kevin Costner character standing yep. there in the prairies and this, this Lakota man, warrior, rides up to him and he's got acoustic. And he rides up and he hits him with it and he, he, he's unarmed. And Kevin Costner has a gun and he's pointing it to him. And he rides up and in the in Plains tradition, then the warrior would come up and hit somebody else with a stick and show that he's braver than him. That look, and, and he's saying to Kevin Costner, can you see I'm not afraid of you? I am wind in the hair. I am not afraid of you. And by counting coup, you take away the power of the person who's better armed because you're not afraid and the bullets won't touch you. And we find that in practice. That's what we've been doing. We've counted coup against all these big institutions, right? And we've shown that we're unarmed. They've got all the arms, but they had to admit genocide. Ratzinger had to resign. They're backing off on the COVID measures. All of this because we've shown them we're not afraid and we're better than they are and stronger than they are. And when you do that, their system falls apart. But people are thinking short term and want to see immediate results. This happens over years. You just have to keep at it, right? Well, and it's kind of why college kids are more effective than adults because they don't know they can't do it yet. Right. And so they just go in and do it. And then suddenly a miracles happen. Something that an adult would think is a miracle happens because the college kid had no idea they couldn't do it. <laughs> That's right. That's well, you know, when you said that, it reminded me of when all, all the people who used to occupy these genocidal churches with me, they were all street natives. They, they were just living on the street, they're homeless. They had nothing to lose. You know, what's a cop gonna do to them that they don't do every day, right? So let's go, yeah, let's occupy these bastards, right? Uh, they were the ones who always went in because they didn't know that they couldn't do it. Like you said, that's a brilliant phrase. Yeah, they just did. I always told my, when I was teaching at the university, I always told them that college kids get more accomplished because of that than, than adults. And so right. a lot of times people like to bring in fresh new college kids in companies because they can get them to do things that they can't get adults to do. And then their, their ability to get things done is like a miracle almost to an adult right. it would be. When we hold workshops and meetings with people, what I tell them right away is, uh, you know, when we go around the circle, everyone expresses how they're feeling. I've, I say to people, okay, you've all said now why you can't do something. Now think of how you can. What are the things that you can do, right? And they say, oh, I can do something. Okay, and they start imagining that. Because don't forget, we, we live in a culture that wipes out memory and imagination. We're not supposed to think or imagine. We're supposed to just have our analytical side of our brain controlled our thoughts controlled all the time, but people have incredible creativity in themselves to break through all the time if they can imagine something different and think of, yeah, I can do this one thing. Now let's go do it and see what happens. That's the important part. That's exactly right. Right. And some and the people who can't think of themselves as doing it, they might fight you first because they don't understand. They oh, don't yeah. think you have the right to do it. And they might be the biggest fighters at first because they just don't, they can't, they're brainwashed to think they can't do it. Yeah, well, I, I remember once uh, a, a, a Mountie talked to me and he said, you know, I hated you for years, Annette. And then, then I came around to see if I realized you were right, but I could never admit it. That, <laughs> you know, that's so. my point. Yeah. And right. they're happy that you did it, but they just, they can't, yeah. you have power that they wish they had and right. they don't understand where your power is coming from. Right here. Okay. Yeah, that's exactly right. So what are the next steps? Because I just love this. this you, you are providing a path for the world and this is a bright spot. And I just want people to embrace it and have courage and to move forward with it. So what do you tell people they can do? Well, they already know what they, they can do. They just don't want to admit it often. Uh, fear is a big barrier, but I find with a minority of people, and this is happening more and more, they reach a threshold and then they break through that, that barrier of fear. And they go, well, look, I've got to do this for my kids, right? They're not going to shove that needle on my arm. And you overcome that fear and suddenly you become invincible. You say, we are going to go to the end on this. And we're not going to stop until we defeat this. But to defeat it, you've got to create something else. You can't go back. You see, there's no going back to the old because we're in a new kind of 
you know, corporatocracy they're trying to impose on the planet. We have to create something different now. We have to dream that into existence. We have to imagine what could the world look like when the people are running it themselves, you know, not big pharma and yeah. the government, all these corporate agendas. So that's what we need to, and, and to even to conform, uh, to form these common law courts, you need a sovereign jurisdiction like in Canada with the Republic or you know, restored Republic in America. Um, you know, so we've got to think of what we're going to replace all this with and put that into being. We have people within our Republic who are forming an alternative uh, medical centers outside the system. We have our own homeschooling network now. Um, we've got to create alternative alternatives for people that they can join because it's not a matter of just protesting something. Protest never leads you anywhere unless you're taking your power back and creating something new. And so that's what we're working on in a big way, right? Well, and I think, you know, when you talk about alternative medical, you know, I've been talking to holistic, Dr. Glidden and I, my next show here, I don't know if it's going to air before this one or that one, but we are talking about, we need a new healthcare system and that things need to change because we can't rely on what we have right now, obviously. I mean, that's what we all were taught in a very painful way. And it's immediate. I mean, this is the kind of stuff we need immediately. And so we need professionals to get on this task and to ha not have fear and to get it done. Yeah, because all the more reason now, because we're seeing that the system, you know, I go back and forth on the whole question of the depopulation agenda. If you depopulate the world too much, who's going to buy all their products, right? Um, but it's not so much, I think, killing off people as they need us sick and dependent. They want a very sick, enfeebled population because then there's a market for their drugs. Um, you know, so they, they did a study, uh, the Rand Institute back in the 70s, and they said, in America at least, the GNP is highest when people are sick, divorced, dependent, out of work. Then the GP is, GNP is really high. So they need that dependent sick population. That's profitable for a lot of them, right, in this corporate world. I think there's a combo package though, because I think um, for the, the, maybe the smarter sick, you know, the, the psychopaths that aren't Satanists, I think they probably, that's what they want. They just want to make money. But yeah. I think there's a group of Satanists that have this weird religious mm. agenda where they want to bring back in the antichrist. I mean, they really are some really crazy people here that have oh, other know. agendas. I've, yes. I've met them. I've met them and I, they reside in churches quite often. Um, I know. And that's true, Sarah. Um, I just think that, you know, don't forget in psyops, um, they want to keep everyone afraid. And so we're afraid if we think there's an elite out there that are trying to kill us all off. Right. Oh, that's it, true. It yeah. causes people to hold back and say, whoa, well, wait a minute. Maybe I should just stay here in my little hole. And you, you can't let them determine our the narrative. We establish our own narrative. You know, if they're trying to kill us off, all the more reason for us to act now. Well, we still have time. Well, then you have to act. Yeah. You know, who can, you, you have your children. I don't I don't know why it's not a no brainer here. Yeah. OK, so they can go to your website. And tell us your website again and tell us your show again, because I think I cut you off a little yeah. bit. And I want, even though I have all the links, I want the people who are listening to audio only to be able to hear specifically yes. what okay. these links are. Murderbydecree.com. You can see all of our links, all of my books. Um, and you go on that site, murderbydecree.com. You go to ITCCS updates, all of our up, uh, notices, announcements, and the links to the, the, the media releases and all the warrants can be found in the, in the most recent posting on that ITCCS updates. And um, our show is every Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern at bbsradio.com slash here we stand, one word. And, uh, you know, especially the last two shows where we've been reading out the, the judgment of the court and talking about reports from all over the world and people acting on these arrest warrants. So a, a good sign is that they're really attacking me now all on the uh, corporate media. Uh, they, uh, on Google News especially, they're, they're just really attacking me on a, on a very nasty personal basis. And that's a good sign. It means you're getting to them. Uh, why would they give me all that free publicity? I mean, thanks very much. Thank you. Keep smearing me. Then millions of people hear about this, right? Well, then millions so, of people go, okay, well, what about the, who's this Kevin and that guy? Right. Is he really Thank a you. nutbag? And then they go check and go, hey, I agree with him. Right. So again, they're shooting themselves in the foot because it's an act of desperation. They don't, I don't think they, they know what to do uh, now. They're kind of 
responding to our initiative, which is when you start doing that, you won. When you set the terms of battle, you start acting, they start attacking you. It means it's a sign of weakness on their part, right? Okay, so now are they, um, are, is your show really growing? And I, I imagine, because I even heard somebody who I was so surprised would even bring up your court case. They actually talked about it and said, there's this international court case and they were all excited about it. And I'm like, yeah, I know Kevin, but I was surprised it wasn't a person I would have thought would have said it. And so I'm thinking you got people from all over starting to realize. Yeah, it's incredible. Cause when we got banned from the YouTube after 40 minutes of putting it up, it was wiped out. People all over the world heard about that. And the numbers of people supporting us then went through the roof. They reposted our stuff all over Rumble, uh, Brighteon, all these alternative networks. And two weeks ago, when I was about to go on the air with the first announcement of this on our radio show, Don, my operator, said, Kevin, I've never seen this before. You have a thousand times more listeners than you normally have today. Excellent. And I've never seen a growth like that. And, and so that's happening. It's spreading like, like a virus all over the planet now. And you're hearing this. And, and that's why they're counterattacking because they're very worried, right? Well, you're giving people the ammunition. You guys have given the world the ammunition for us to fight back. And I mean, this is all it takes. And now we just have the cur- have to have the courage to do it. So thank you so much for just being you. I mean, I, I'm just, I tell you that every time you come on my program, but I, I can't stress it enough how much I'm thankful of what you're doing. That's my job. And it's the job of all of us who are still men and women and sovereign beings as we're born and we're going to die that way, you know, and no, nothing can take that from us. Only we can take it from ourselves. Isn't it our job if you have your mental capacities? If you have your mental capacities, this is your job. That's right. And I should say to people, if you want to get a hold of me, just write angelfire101 at protonmail.com. And again, thanks to all of you beautiful people who've helped keep me alive. Thank you so much. And again, you said you don't need any more funding. You're set. I'm, I'm good. If you're going to contribute now, contribute to the cause. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Thank you so much, Kevin. I appreciate you so much. And you keep fighting and keep us posted. I sure will. Thanks, Sarah. <laughs>